0: Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are Wildly Becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello everyone, thanks for joining the Wildly Becoming podcast. I am Rachel Bain and I am here with my amazing co-host, Jill Glosser. We're so glad that you're listening in today. What are we going to talk about today, Jill? Well, gosh, Rach, I have an idea. (laughs) Okay. So I heard a little something
1: about you that I heard that you have a
0: a book released. I do. Yay. Congrats. That's huge. Thank you. What's it called? The book is called The Messy Life, Believing Life Can Be Good. What made you want to write a book? Full transparency I did not really want to write a book. I would have liked to have written a book, minus it being about me. The Lord started dealing with my heart a couple years ago that I should write my story. We know the Bible tells us in Revelation that people overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus, and by our testimony, our story. So I really wrestled God. And then finally, I surrendered because I want to be obedient, and I had a lot of confirmations along the way, so I started to work on the book, and that's why I want to obey Christ, and I want to help people believe during difficult seasons of life or after tragedy or trauma that life truly can be good again. That's awesome.
1: Thanks. So when was your book launched?
0: The book was launched in October, so the book is out now. If anyone is interested, you can find it on Amazon. Look up The Messy Life, Rachel Bain. Awesome. So I've actually had the pleasure of looking at this book. Tell me about the cover. The cover's really fun. So I don't want to give too much away because I want the readers to understand more about the cover once they read the book. Oh, got it. So you explain that in the book? Yeah, Ah. I do explain in the book the cover. But I did take my vision and idea and find a photographer to help me achieve that.
1: So I know that you put like a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this book. So I know that every single detail, you've paid attention to the details in the book, around the book, the, like the cover, everything. I know that. So I'm excited for people to find out exactly what that is.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. I am too. You're right. There was intentionality on every part of it from the color scheme to the title and so much prayer. It was just saturated in prayer. Every time before I would write, I would ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want in the book? Or I'd be going throughout my day and God would drop a nugget in my spirit. And so I would like voice text myself and add it to the book later. Or when I'd be vacuuming, the Holy Spirit would also zing me and say, that needs to be removed from the book. So it was a really interesting process. So what was like the hardest part writing the book? The hardest part of writing the book was vulnerability because halfway through the process, maybe three quarters of the way through the process, as I knew I needed to push to finish and I needed more content because there's a certain amount of words that you want, you know, your memoir to have as an author, I was just falling short. And the Lord told me, the Lord would wake me up a lot of times at 3 a.m. to write, which was also exhausting, but I'm, you know, grateful. Mm So one of those 3 a.m. mornings, I looked on my desk and my journal was right there and the Lord was like, add your journal entries to the book. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Which cracks me up how I have like these arguments with the Lord, uh-huh. right? He's probably like, she is the most stubborn child. <laughs> so I'm like, absolutely not. And then I started thinking about King David and how his writing is mostly like him lamenting and also songs and how his his songs and start out with woe is me, this is so hard. But then by the end of it, he's praising the Lord and remembering how God came through for him in the past. And I realized my personal journal entries were a lot like that. And that's what I did the last four years sitting in my house alone so much and through COVID and after the tragedy was really just, that's my way I communicated with God a lot was through my journaling. So the hardest part, was bearing my soul to the world, even strangers, and adding my personal journal entries. Wow. Yeah, I could understand that.
1: I'm really proud of the fact that you are so open.
0: Openness is hard. So that's pretty amazing. Thanks. An amazing story. I appreciate that. The openness is a miracle of God because I was extremely closed off after I was deeply wounded which when people read the book, they'll understand that part of it, how I never wanted to open myself up again. So it truly is a miracle of God. I think you're
1: also very cautious and try to be very, I don't know. I know you don't want to hurt anybody. And I know you don't want to say anything bad about anybody. Yes. However, sometimes that is part of our story.
0: Yeah, I will say thank you for bringing that up. That's a very good point. I did struggle and seek a lot of godly counsel how to write my story with integrity without ever slandering someone or speaking poorly of a person or a place because Mm -hmm. there were so many people and places that were part of my story. And so that took a lot of intentionality as well, to be sure that I could do it in a way that everything I was doing, eventually it comes back to glorify God because it's all about him and leading people to his heart to believe that, he is still with them during heartbreaking seasons. So, who do you think that this book could help? I do believe that God can minister to anyone through this book, but especially people who have suffered immense grief and loss, or they feel stuck in their grief, or the, you know, maybe the anger phase, or someone who has lost their identity because their life completely changed and maybe their identity was wrapped up in kids, a person, job, you know. Mm-hmm to really understand solitude as well, someone that struggles to be still, um, (laughs) a person that maybe had to rebuild their life. I do believe the book can really reach anyone, but especially people struggling with those types of scenarios. I would also add to that, if you're listening today and you know someone that's going through a hard time, I'm not saying this because I wrote the book, you know, authors, self-published authors are not in this to make tons of money because that's not possible. But I would really encourage you to give them a copy of this book. I do believe it can help people to see that they are not alone during their seasons of suffering because sometimes we can get in self-pity and think that we are the only one going through a hard time. And I also think if someone struggles with their mental wellness, there are a lot of tips in the book. And suggested readings as well.
1: So how do you find inspiration just
0: to keep pushing forward? How do I find inspiration to keep pushing forward? Well, I feel like perseverance is my jam. True, I know her. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes probably to a fault. My story talks a lot about my childhood and childhood PTSD. So I kind of feel like I was born into chaos. and. I had this experience with God when I was a really little girl, and at the time I didn't realize I was having it. Truly, I just think the Lord has been with me every step of the way and given me the perseverance to keep going. I realized I had a couple options. I was either going to probably allow this to kill me, literally, or I was going to have to keep pushing forward. So I do give all the credit to God for giving me supernatural strength but i also think that i have within me a resilient warrior spirit that i'm a fighter mm-hmm. so probably like if you tell me i can't do something i feel like i'm a rebel but a good one a <laughs> rebel for jesus so in you know in a respectful context of course i don't want to go against god's word ever but i do think that the lord has just built within me a perseverant spirit. And I really have not had a choice because my childhood was crazy. Then I made poor choices as a young adult until I knew better. So yeah. <laughs> Do you think that we'll have more books written from you? Do I think there will be more books? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. I already have some other book ideas, but the next book I really want to publish would be a children's book, Part of our nonprofit branch is the Sunshine Book Club. And my heart, I love kids and I love ministering to women. I really want to help children with their self-worth and adults, but I would love to write a children's book dedicated to my niece, Elizabeth, who is just the sweetest little girl in the world. Because I never want her to feel about herself the way that I felt about myself most of my life. And there wasn't anyone to educate me differently when I was little. So I would like to do a children's book next. And I think I have the title and the concept and the idea. I'm really excited about it. And I'm hoping and praying that the funds come for me to do that, the financial funds, and that I will finish the manuscript. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to get my hands on that. Yeah, so I mentioned the Sunshine Book Club because if I do that book, we can also take that in. We distribute books to children at no cost and acts of kindness bookmarks. So I think that'd be a great book that we could take in the public schools and distribute to children. Yes, because with that, yes,
1: you do go in.
0: Yeah. Where all do you take the books? So. Sunshine Book Club partners with Shoes for the Shoeless, and we go in the communities as well to festivals and things like that. But we mostly go into the public schools, and Chris from Shoes for the Shoeless is absolutely amazing. And she handpicks the schools with the greatest need. So we go into the schools where the children, it's really impoverished communities, the kids, you know, underserved, underprivileged. And they, a lot of times, have no books in their home at all. So I'm very passionate about helping children with literacy and have access to books. Because even though we have all these libraries, how do some of these little people get there? And actually, a lot of schools in the Dayton and surrounding community now don't even have school libraries. So
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Because they don't have the books? I'm not sure the
0: why behind it, but that was very eye-opening to me indeed. Wow. So then you give the books away and... Yeah, we distribute the books, so it's really fun. The kids will get their shoes, and they'll come to our table, and we help them pick their forever book.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really sweet. That is sweet. So then if you wrote that book, then you could also be passing out your book. Yeah. That would be awesome to be able to give your book to every
0: kid. I would love that. (laughs) I really, really want to empower children and people in general to know their worth, which actually... Is a full circle right back into our other branch of our nonprofit, Sunshine and Clover Face Painting, because that's our whole mission, is empowering people to know their God-given worth and purpose Mm -hmm. and advocating for mental health wellness. So it just all kind of goes hand in hand. And
1: then none of that would have happened if you are the person that you are for a reason— and we get to find that out in your book. It's like a whole
0: full, full circle. Yes, <laughs> right. Y- yeah. If I had not, that sounds persevered... like a shameless plug, but I went there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> if I hadn't persevered, there would be no book. And we started in our perseverance journey when my life did a complete explosion. We kept going with the face painting ministry outreach, Which and we was... did not stop. skaldahl's face painting, and we've recently added a new chapter: sunshine and clover face painting we kept doing that. Even through COVID, we persevered. And that's COVID was what birthed the Sunshine Book Club when we could not face pain anymore. Mm-hmm. We're like, what are we going to do? And in my previous community, I had established little free libraries because the kids had no library in that community and no access to books. So the reading and has always been a passion of mine. I just didn't know that writing was going to be part of my story as well. <laughs> but I actually have found as much as it drove me crazy I also love it and already started thinking of other books before this one was finished. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, and your book name is again, the... The Messy messy Life Believing Life Can Be Good because life is messy. People are messy. There are messes, (laughs) but through it all, God is good. His goodness is all around us. His beauty is all around us. And we get to choose how our story ends. We get to be the hero of our story, not the victim. That's awesome. Thanks. Super excited. So, Rachel, would you like to maybe read a little bit of your book? Can we hear a little bit? Okay. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but I will just read a little snippet. How's that? Cool. Just a paragraph. Okay. So, this is titled, A Broken Smile. The effects of trauma on our physical being play a big part in how we feel. Trauma has become a buzzword in our current culture. And my intent is not to minimize trauma or toss the word around flippantly. I'm not a physician or a psychologist. I'm just a girl that has been on a super messy journey, and I've learned the hard way what trauma does to our bodies, especially when we try to keep pressing on as though nothing has happened. I'll stop there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? How's that? Okay. Okay.
1: So now we got to pick the book up to read the rest. Yes. I see. (laughs)
0: On Amazon. <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> the messy life, the <laughs> life can be good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jill, for asking about my
1: book. Yes, I'm so proud of you and excited. I had the pleasure of getting the phone calls and the I don't want to's, but I'm so glad that you were brave enough to
0: give yourself your voice back. I think that's awesome. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. Very
0: cool. I appreciate that. I definitely feel that God has called me to use my voice and to help others who have lost their voice to get their voice and their story and song back. You can find The Messy Life, Believing Life Can Be Good on Amazon.com. Thanks for joining us today, friends. And as always, stay Stay wild. wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment, and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.